on this episode of Japan 2.0. This backpack stuff, a lot of it are actually Korean or Japanese brands. Yeah. And they, it's so cool, that stuff. It's like, um, oh, yeah. Micro machines. Like, yeah. Some things are. Everything folds out and like becomes like like a grill. Hello and welcome to Japan 2.0. This is David. And this is Matt. We are recording from Matt's house. I think first time yeah, recorded yeah. here. Yeah, I think we've recorded at your place a few times. We've recorded um, at my old place. Yeah, Tatami, Tatami Studio. Studio. Yeah, no yeah. more Tatami Studio. Yeah, Axolotl Studio. Axolotl Studios. Yeah, I like that. Do you know what Axolotl is? Respect. Because I didn't know until recently. So. Yeah, yeah. They're a common pet here in japan actually a lot more common than i thought they would be and uh, i actually have two i've never talked about my axolotls no. on the japan 2.0 no, podcast the time. you know what we did an episode about pets and i do think i talked about them a quick reference perhaps yeah so i'll tell you a quick story about the axolotls and how they got their name so initially we decided to name them some uh not so polite names in japan um, we named them Baka and Aho, which means uh, like stupid and idiot. Yeah. But they're pretty, I mean, depending on who you are, you might be sensitive to being called these things. <laughs> Location matters too. Yeah, and context matters as well. People say there's no swear words in Japanese, but you know, after working at an international school, I'll tell you that's not true. You know, when some of these words get thrown around, kids don't like it. Mm. But uh, the kids are related because when I decided to bring my axolotls to school to share with my students, I couldn't, I couldn't use those names because I didn't, you know, I wanted to set a good example. So, uh, because, uh, uh, Baka sounds like Chewbacca, mm-hmm. I decided to change his name to Chewy. Was it right on the spot or did you like premeditate this? I, it was like a day before, <laughs> like, I was like, what should I call him? You know? Mm. And then um, Aho had been eaten by Baka. That's why they're separated now. They're Par- not in the par- same. Partially eaten. Yeah, his, his uh, tail and arms and legs had been eaten off. But he's grown them back. But s- s- some of those arms haven't grown back as well as the others. So um, he looks like chewed up bubble gum. Yes, so his name now became uh, Bubblegum. So we have Chewy and Bubblegum now. The Chewy. axolotl duo. Bubblegum is Chewy. Yeah. Uh, I do hear though that they're kind of going extinct or something. Yeah. Or there's there's some some. Uh, so now that I'm a little more sensitive about owning exotic pets, mm. I kind of feel a little a little guilty <laughs> about owning them. But uh, well, bring me back to Japan. If you ever feel guilty enough, right down the road in Osaka, there's apparently a place where you can eat axolotls. Oh, really? And take years to get eaten because I had a student who bought one and, and uh, didn't take care of it very quickly and it died. Any I don't know if he's lying to me or not, but he told me he took it to this place. You can get it either uh, tempura or karage style. 
and I didn't believe them, and they pulled up really fast on the computer. So there definitely is a place that exists where you can eat them, but whether the boy actually took his there or not, I don't know. But he did. Uh, would you want to eat something that died ahead of time? Like, I mean, did he starve to death? Do you think a, he starved? I'm without starved to death? Uh, revealing too much information, he's he's a very naughty boy. Oh no! <laughs> so, <laughs> so who knows? But um, anyhow, uh, yes, uh, we actually do have an episode on pets, so you can go back and search up uh, that if you want to know about pets in Japan. Yeah. Um, but today we're here to talk about the long-awaited. Maybe it's been a year in the making. Almost a year. Yeah, maybe. Um, camping episode number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the follow up to our last camping episode. Um, the last time we did this, I, I said that I was going to try to go camping, and actually, I had a we had a date set to do camping together with a, a bunch of our friends. Oh yeah, that was glamping. Uh, that was full on glamping. Full on glamping, and unfortunately, I was not able to go to that. Uh, David did, and he he kindly reported for us. So. Um, we have, uh, yeah, this is our follow-up and this is, we just recently went on a, on our camping trip together and I think that it was a good time and yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. So the last time we recorded, I hadn't done camping in Japan at all. Um, not only that big glamping trip by Fuji, which is not at all. Did we record it before you, it was like two days before I was going for the first time. So I had all these questions and things I said I was going to report back on. Um, I think I recorded an episode about getting robbed shortly after because on one of my camping trips is when we got robbed because <laughs> right, we're right. away from home. And I gave some spoilers in there about how, how camping was. But uh, yeah, I never actually talked about what camping was like. Um, yeah, so I've gone like know, 10 or did 15 we, times now. Did we talk about the glamping trip as well or not yet? We didn't so, talk about yeah, the food, the food this trip. Is, this yeah, is yeah. fresh might off be, the press. Might isn't be a man. long one, yeah. You guys are going to get a good one. So over the last year since we recorded that episode, yeah, I've gone camping 10 or 15 times and fully got into it and bought all the gear and going next weekend again. So it's, it, obviously I, I don't hate it. So, Oh, you guys are professional. So David's family, like they had all the tools we needed, all the seats, all the you know tables, all anything that you could need during camping. Had I my wife and I gone on our own, we would have forgotten a bunch of stuff and yeah. and been really roughing it. You know, we probably would have been making our own chopsticks at a certain point. <laughs> Be in curry, Matt. Yeah. Be in curry. Well, it's been a long time since I'd been camping. And, you know, I really have never organized a camping trip on my own. Yeah. So, you know, as you're trying to think about all the things you need to bring, you could easily forget stuff because, mm. I mean, there's a lot to bring, as you you can attest to. Yeah, camping is a lot about, uh, no matter whether you're in Japan or America or who knows where, it's a lot about uh, the gear and getting organized and the packing and making sure you have everything because if you get out there and you forgot um, like a lighter, you can't have food because you got to light. I forgot uh, matches actually on this trip, so luckily our, our friend Chris had them. But yeah, if you forget one thing like that, you could be in trouble. Although I think as we'll kind of get into here, um, Japan always... It's, it's pseudo glamping even when it's not glamping right so yeah yeah it was very nice and that to me was actually one of the least accommodating places as in there just wasn't like uh people at all times of the day there yeah so usually when you go in japan there's workers i mean maybe at 11 p.m when it's lights out you're not gonna be seeing them but there's like a place you can go if you need help with anything or selling wood or drinks and this place had that but it was just for maybe four or five hours out of the yeah day. it was really brief they, they closed really early yeah 
Um, and they didn't have all... It didn't seem like they had as much, right. like, that much. It wasn't, like, a convenience store or anything, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, so usually I would say, yeah, it's not a convenience store for sure, but uh, they just they have the propane, and you can rent all the gear if yours breaks or something like that if you need it, you know? So, yeah, this place was definitely more um, minimal in that sense, but... Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was one of the least kind of glampy places <laughs> actually. So for me, I was like, oh, this is actually more like American style, you know, yeah, like, roughing it. Yeah, yeah. But for you, your, your first time. Yeah. So it seemed, it seemed pretty nice. And I mean, it is more accommodating than the stuff that I'm used to because, mm-hmm. you know, camping in California or camping in Washington, you know, a couple of places that I've been camping at, mm-hmm. um, there's nothing, you know, yeah. like you go out and you bring all your supplies, you bring your igloo cooler the mm. ma- massive igloo cooler, yeah, yeah. cooler and a, wow. we have one of those here a tent trailer and you know all those kind of things we had that growing up mm. but uh here you know it, yeah it was it was very nice that they had that place that you could go buy the cords of wood at mm. and matches and like the the basic stuff that you might need yeah, yeah. um you could rent grills I, I saw that and like you were saying the propane as well yeah Vending machine there, twenty four seven. A vending machine, which was great because I got a bunch of water from there. Yeah, you know, stay I think hydrated. We all, we all actually know. ended up needing water. I bought water from there. I, too. I was surprised it didn't run out because I felt like I bought so much water from <laughs> that vending machine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Japan for that reason. You know, for that I that kind of convenience. I love it and I hate it. Because actually, when I saw the vending machine there, I was like, kind of like, oh, I was a little disappointed because like, again, it feels not like full camping. You know. <laughs> But yeah. um, it, I actually had to fall back on it, so I was thankful that it yeah. was there. And I think I'm not the best organizer planner because I've always had something to fall back on in Japan, you know? Yeah. Um, in worst case, worse too, like these, Japan's so built up. Um, even when you get off the grid, there's a grocery store two, two minutes away and a convenience yeah. store five minutes away. Yeah. So by car, you know, not walking. Um, so you can always it's hard to just get really out in the sticks in Japan. Yeah. Uh, when I went to Shikoku before, which is most famous, usually off the grid, even there, I was kind of disappointed by like, Oh, there's a city like 20 minutes away. Like I have to really <laughs> get there, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know. What were some of the biggest differences you noticed from back home and here? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's still for me, you know, it was pretty country because I haven't, you know, I, I don't have a car and, tell, tell them um, where we went. Oh, we went to Toy. I don't know the name of it. Yeah. Toyunaka? I don't know even to, know the name of the, the small little village, but it was the Japan Sea side of Hyogo Prefecture. Yeah, yeah. So Hyogo Prefecture comes really close to Totori Prefecture and Kyoto Prefecture. They all kind of like uh, taper into each other up north. And they all run into the Japan Sea. My first time there, I think. I think Korea might border. I'm showing my lack of geography knowledge here. I think the more diplomatic name is maybe the Yellow Sea. The Yellow Sea. Rather than, because I think some people debate, you know, Korea doesn't like calling it Japan Sea. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, okay. So I think they call it the Yellow Sea in Korea. But I think okay. Korea border, borders it as well. I could be wrong there. But uh, so I, maybe I saw it from there. But I think it's shocking. When I think of going north, I don't think of it getting more tropical. You know, we live in a place <laughs> where the water... Matt's got a lot of water in the Osaka Bay. I'm on the other side of the Osaka Bay in Kobe, and yeah, it's nowhere near tropical. It's a bit, um, it's just normal. God, I wouldn't call it totally industrial. Some areas, some areas are industrial, yeah. but um, to go two hours north and to hit like tropical looking water to me, coves and stuff was really, I saw it in pictures, but I thought, oh, I can't really look like that, you know? 
Well, I I didn't really get the impression that it was tropical so much. Right. It I wasn't. Mean, it was yeah, not tropical, yeah. but it looked. Did think it looked. Tropical. I mean, oh sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, if you take take a picture, I mean, it was crystal clear waters, you know, in places like blue areas in the water and stuff. It was mm. beautiful. Yeah. Um, it it um, it felt like kind of like the California coast, mm. to be honest. Yeah. Like you know, when you get up to like Sequoia, up by the the redwoods and all the beach beach mm. cities and stuff over there. Uh, because you know the the forests and stuff go right up to like the mountains and the mm. cliff sides and stuff like that, and um, but yeah, I mean it's totally picturesque, yeah. like views, beautiful, beautiful campsite. Beautiful. How about the drive out there? Because we weren't in the same car, but I was thinking a lot about you guys and thinking, yeah, I wonder if Matt's really ever seen. I know you've been to Wakayama, yeah, but like it'd be rare in your seven years here that you've kind of seen those views and the mountains and things. It was it to me i've done it a lot now yeah. right and it's still every time i do it i was like man japan is so cool it's so beautiful and it's really cheesy stuff but like seeing like a bamboo forest everywhere <laughs> even after nine years that I'm still that, like, that's what God, i was gonna bring up you know yeah. yeah yeah i mean it was just really cool to drive to drive because you know i don't get a chance to do that often and um you know i'm not the biggest fan of like driving so that's Same why i don't man. that's why i don't have a um driver's license uh, but it was nice to get out and to be able to see the surroundings because, I mean, Hyogo is a huge place. Yeah. And when you drive across it, you really get to see what it's made of, yeah. you know. And uh, I just was kind of taken taken aback by how much is still farmland. You know, there's mm. tons of rice rice yeah, fields yeah. everywhere. And uh, it, it is very, it made me think of all these movies that I've seen, you know. Exactly. And just I was thinking of... <laughs> neon genesis evangelion really? for like the big massive like caves that and and um walls that are around you know like so there's areas that are kind of you know when you're driving on a highway there's the tunnels that you have to drive through and those are massive and then a lot, there's, of, a lot of tunnels no one talks about the tunnels yeah. in japan but there are so many Ma- ones yeah there. many tunnels because there's a lot of mountains yeah. it's really very hilly yeah and then um, in Hyogo Prefecture, and I'm sure I all think, across I think, Japan. I think everywhere, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just all these, these, there's these big structures, like these big concrete structures, you know, on the way there. And those things kind of reminded me of like a, a Neo-Tokyo kind of look, you know. And, um, and then, uh, you know, you think of the Kurosawa movies when you see the rice fields mm-hmm. and then the, well, bamboo, field, the bamboo fields. I always see those villages and just think, man, what would it be like to live here? You know? Yeah. Again, and you can get to a grocery store and stuff in 20 30 minutes, but just the look of them I mean, there's no stoplights in the town, even. <laughs> it looks it's like the traditional houses, it looks like stepping back in time. I mean, yeah. the houses for the most part are fairly modern, like you know, I, I wouldn't say modern, modern, like they're, they're not brand they're, new, they're but. probably 30 years old, but they're made in a different style than what we see mm. in the city. I think they're supposed to look old, yeah, but yeah, they're, yeah, they're not necessarily old, yeah, they're big, you know, like they're huge, people yeah. have big yeah. houses, yeah. which is nice, yeah. um you know kind of envious of uh mm. but uh it, it it's really cool that uh to see that but the one of the first things i thought of was stagnant water in japan is a bad mix because you get so many mosquitoes uh. just in the city with a little bit of stagnant water with the rice fields how do they do it yeah, I I, there I, must be they must wear like sleeves all year long or something because yeah. there's got to be so many mosquitoes yeah i mean i'm not a mosquito person as in they don't bother me so i don't really notice them but my wife is and i would say all the times we've gone camping now 
It's never been any. We're almost always on water, too. Granted, it's usually the ocean, right? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's funny. Well, running you, water is not a problem. Yeah, you know, stagnant sure. water. And, and rice fields, all they are yeah. <laughs> stagnant water, you know? Yeah. And, and when you're driving past them and you see, like, all these tears, you know, it's just like in like what you imagine in the movies. Ghibli, it's like, yeah. Tears, uh, you know, these these small hills, like, going down into a smaller hill, and the runoff goes into, like, the other rice field. Mm. Um, yeah, I could only... That's, like, the, the only thing I could think of is just, like, how many mosquitoes they must have in these little cities, you know? Mm. Like, they, I guess, deal with it, and it makes me very grateful for the Japanese rice that I get, you know? <laughs> like, I, I have a newfound respect for the people that that's right. make the sacrifice to Mesita give me that rice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's funny. I didn't think about that. But yeah, it's it's really uh, beautiful, I think, driving in Japan. And you can kind of quickly, like, I'm kind of contradicting myself here, but you're always going to be close to the city or there is development. Yeah. But also, you can get to this kind of pseudo mid-level countryside really quick, you know, just yeah. 10, 15 minutes, you know, on, on the highway, on the expressway. Yeah, get out, the, get out there, you know, and you can see these green rolling hills, and it's pretty. Yeah, the nearest city near the campground really didn't have all that much. A few restaurants, mm. uh, how'd you like one the, market. How would you like the rest stops? Because I think Japanese rest stops are kind of like a thing, you know. Yeah, some, some people yeah. are into them. They try to stop at certain ones. Every single one, yeah, or the, yeah, the yeah. special ones, yeah. Uh, the yeah, one we went to was pretty normal, I'd say. It well, wasn't, it wasn't special. It I wasn't went to small. the Starbucks. <laughs> there was a Starbucks at yeah. the one we went to, so... That's pretty much all I did. But I, I thought it was cool that they had the dog area. You know, mm. I thought that was kind of interesting how they Does had like... driving a- remind you of America? Like it brings out an American side of Japan to you? Because for me, <sighs> the first couple of times I thought, oh man, Japan has more in common with America sometimes. And I, I would... It doesn't have to be America, probably any Western place, but that's where we're from, right? Yeah. But like just having uh, those, what are they called? Rest stops? Rest stops in yeah. general. That was kind of surprising to me. Or just... It there's, seemed a lot less seedy. I'll say well, the not, rest, I the rest say, stops in my neighborhood. You don't want trucker, to stop there. If you there's don't not have a trucker to. culture per se. They don't have like the weird porn stuff you see. A lot of, you know, they don't have those shops. But mm, I don't know. Just the fact that they have them and it's it's kind of like the fast food culture it is there. But yeah, they're not as seedy for sure. You're not afraid to use the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The bathrooms are actually especially nice at them. Like no, all, really of course, nice. all yeah. Japanese bathrooms are nice. But I'd find that these ones are, are nicer than your average. They have yeah. gimmicks sometimes, you know. The they're bathrooms. big. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. Pretty, very clean. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, the truck stops are pretty cool because they have all the o- omiyagi, which is like the yeah. gifts, gift-giving local, culture local stuff. Ones, yeah. They have all the local stuff that you, you would get in the prefecture or mm-hmm. the surrounding prefecture. Mm-hmm. So if you want to buy something for somebody and you know, your Hokkaido corn that's snack, right. you know, yeah. you could, that's the place to look. But um, but the only thing that I think is different about driving and the rest stops and things like that, well, one is the scenery is I think is different, you know, than the uh, areas I've driven through, you know, in, yeah, in the states. I'm sure there's places that produce rice and it looks very <laughs> similar, but uh, I, I've never been there. Um, the one thing that I would say is kind of missing is diners. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't see like diners you know on the way there and i was actually expecting to see more of like the um you know the chains that are here in japan we have yeah. gasto 
which is like a gas. It's like kind of like Denny's. Yeah. It's like a Denny's. Uh, we we have uh, co- some some places have cocos. Yeah. Some place it's not the same as in the states, so they don't sell pies. They don't have like hardly anything yeah. the same. We well, don't see like the big ad billboards on the road. There's not billboards really. Mm-hmm. Not, not as much. Yeah, it's not like in four miles, pull over here to go to McDonald's. Even. Right, right. You don't really get that whole culture. Yeah. It's, it's all about these rest stops. Yeah. And those are heavily advertised. Sure. But, but they don't say, again, they're not billboards or anything. It's just these really generic blue signs. Yeah. There's certain, um, I forget, they have certain acronyms for them. Like IS means a certain level. There's basically like three levels. One is just like you pull your car over and there's some vending machines. Okay. One's there's bathrooms. One's is going to be there. It could be Starbucks. Oh, they, cool. They have these, they're all in English. It's like IS, PS, something. I don't know. Yeah. But, so you'll get like a generic little logo for that, but that's it. Yeah. Well, that, it's, not, that, it's not like these garish, you know, signs on the side. Of the road. Yeah. You brought up two things that I no, did notice. One was there's not a lot of signage, you know, like when you're driving across the States, you do see billboards all yeah, the time. Why the scenery looks so good, right? Is there's not all this obnoxious. Yeah. Pull over here stuff. Yeah. It could be. I think a lot of times the highways are raised too. Mm. So maybe you don't see that, you know, you don't see the city as much and yeah. maybe it's too expensive to build something, mm. you know, uh, tall enough to, to, uh, get to the highway yeah but um but also uh there's a lot of english signage which i was surprised by because well, you know that's, that's why driving that's why driving is not that scary here i mean yeah. i don't drive my wife does uh, i'm maybe not proving my point because i'm i am afraid to drive <laughs> but why she's not so afraid to drive is yeah everything's in english yeah 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 that was cool bilingual, which is yeah nice for us yeah, yeah yeah it makes me think about maybe getting a license one of yeah, these days yeah it's totally doable but Anyway, you rented a car, right? It's pretty easy to rent. I mean, our friend rented it, but you were in it. But yeah, yeah, you just you do it all on your phone now. And yeah, you, show you can up use PayPay and... or or like uh, I don't know if you can use Ecoca uh, and Suica and those kind of things. I don't know. Yeah, I think he uses PayPay. You probably need to use a credit card or PayPay or something, yeah. right? Yeah. But the car quality is really nice, right? And yeah, really nice. Yeah. It was a great car. Um, he got this van, mm. and it was totally like you can move the seats almost anywhere and it was into very the wall, spacious the car, yeah i think yeah um it was one of the coolest vans i've i've ever been in you know mm. for for those reasons yeah i don't know my grandpa had a van with the tv in it when yeah. we were kids and that was pretty cool do you much it cost so you could tell the people i don't know okay no, you did like two I'm days sure. i think it was uh Maybe i think we all split a day? it we split gas and stuff uh-huh. you know i think we ended up spending about 200 dollars splitting mm. it all between us so it's two families Maybe maybe two hundred for the rental, and mm. then uh, the rest of the money went to gas. So I think that's one of the biggest things I, I wanted to talk about. I'm definitely seeing it through your perspective as someone who doesn't have a car, and you're renting the car, and you're renting all the stuff. But camping's expensive in Japan, right? Very expensive. Yeah, yeah. And, and where I grew up, it's definitely you can't afford to go out of state on a vacation somewhere. Yeah, you're going camping. Like again, times have changed. I know camping's more trendy now everywhere in yeah. the world. But talking twenty years ago here. And yeah, the only times I ride a camp would be like all the other families are going to Florida or California or whatever that I knew. And my dad's like, no, we're going camping. And then, you know, I imagine he spent 50 bucks or something, you know, <laughs> and, and that was it. Um, I don't know what the price was, but I know it was dirt cheap and that's why we did it. And yeah, out here, it's definitely something that I think it's for kind of the wealthy. You see a lot of city people and you can just look at them and tell they're city people, you know, oh, they're sure. rocking all their North Face and this and that and they just look like city i'm I'm one of them you know for sure 
But uh, it's definitely a bit of a well-to-do thing, I guess. Well, we definitely weren't roughing it, roughing it, yeah. right? Like, I mean... Sure, you, uh, it, there would be a different version, yeah, right? Yeah, we, you could, if you wanted to, you could get your tent and you could probably get on a train and find like a campsite that you could get to um, by bus or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And probably spend a lot less money. Mm. But I think we, you know, we traveled, I think, far, you know, two and a half hours mm-hmm. from our... Um, from well where you live mm-hmm. and so you know it ended up being about three and a half hours for us that's mm-hmm. pretty far right and um uh so we do you know that costs a lot in gas gas is very expensive right now all over the world yeah um, we did we both had hybrids though yeah 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 but it still the doesn't toll, mean that, I, the, 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 the tolls and the, the tolls if yeah, you have yeah, a yeah. hybrid gas oh, you should talk about tolls a bit because people back home might not you know where we are where we have freeways right might not know about them tolls. For me, for me, I have a Toyota Prius. Basically, it's a slightly different version. That's only you know here, but um, and you had like a Toyota van hybrid. I've owned that car for a year now. I think we've gotten gas six times in a year. Now, granted, I don't drive probably twice a week. I'd say, but we've done a lot of big road trips. Yeah. Um. So I couldn't tell you what the gas price is. Are I don't I don't know with the hybrid. I don't have to deal with it that much. <laughs> the tolls are the thing that I care about. So this next weekend, we're going camping at uh, Lake Biwa in Shiga. And I'm kind of like, oh, man, this is like a real luxury camping trip for us. Because for some people, it's actually one of the more affordable. So if you don't mind taking the train, it's one of the few good campsites you can get to by train. And, you know, train's not too expensive. Um, but the tolls from, like, Kobe, if you're going to go to Osaka, just to get on the road, like, at all, is like 800 yen each way. Um, just to get on. So if I were to get on the highway and then to like get off a couple stops, just ten minutes later, I'd be paying like seven hundred, eight hundred yen. Yeah. And um, if we're going through Kyoto and stuff, for me it'd be like forty five dollars just in total fees. Wow. Four thousand five hundred yen, uh, just to go to Kyoto. Yeah. So Kyoto so is like off limits. Free uh, freeways don't exist in Japan. They yeah. they are all tollways. Yeah. yeah. So you can get places without tolls, but you're going to be driving maximum like forty miles an hour. Six was that sixty k or something? I, don't quote me on those numbers, but something close to that. Um, and it's gonna take double or triple the amount of time. Yeah. Granted, sometimes actually, depending where you're going and what the situation is, it does make sense to take the non toll way and just go ten minutes more. You know, um, like your house, for example. I looked it up. Your house is on tolls forty minutes for me to get to, um, but that would be like probably twelve bucks each way. And then the non toll way is like. 55 minutes so if i were to come to your house i'd just do non-poles and yeah but anyway where we went the the terrestrial streets right so that's like an hour and i'd be paying you know 15 20 bucks to get here but we went two and a half three hours away and it was only 25 dollars. so if you're going to like more rural areas like yeah up north for us or to the west tolls aren't as bad at all sometimes i'm like i don't don't even think about it and that trip to me it's not a big deal i have to pay that much but Biwako is really cool, but I'm going to have to pay probably 60 bucks each way in tolls. Mm. Um, and that's on top of everything else, you know? So the campsite, But to get all your gear, you, you I mean, ha- to have a car, yeah. it's a lot better. Yeah, because I, I, will, I will tell you, I tried lugging all mm. of our equipment, and I actually did yeah. lug all of our equipment. And I didn't have all that much, mm. you know, a tent, a couple of sleeping bags, you know. You, you um, borrowed most of your stuff. You bought sleeping bags, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, just a few, some food and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. 
And uh, it was really difficult to take the trains and yeah. get to just like your place, you yeah. know? You have to deal with, you're dealing with rush hour, right? Yeah, yeah. I also went after work, so that was a big mistake because yeah. it was really busy. Well, there's And people were looking at us like we were crazy foreigners, you know? Two things you need to know, probably anywhere in the world, but in Japan too, is there's two extremes of camping. And we did one extreme, which is auto, called auto camping, which is you're pretty near your car. And people who do auto camping and have cars, they can buy cheaper gear and it's very heavy and very big and takes up space. And then just moving that around and stuff, yeah, is annoying, but you got a car, so you just don't have to worry about it. Sometimes you're literally, your car is right next to your tent, um, which is pluses and minuses. That's true auto camping. The other kind of extreme is called backpack camping, as the name implies. (laughs) Everything you need fits into a pretty normal size backpack, medium to big backpack. Yeah, that gear is all very very expensive, um, and crazy small. It's yeah, crazy compact. Com- and Japan yeah. like really specializes in that. You know, auto camping stuff often is from Coleman. A lot of American products, sure. you know. Yeah, and uh, this backpack stuff. A lot of it are actually Korean or Japanese brands. Yeah, and they it's so cool that stuff. It's like um, oh yeah, micro machines. Like yeah, it, uh, some things it, are everything just, folds out and like so becomes I, like a like a grill. And, I had one of yeah. those items that I just bought recently, yeah. right? Which is a burner. Yeah, and that burner folded up like maybe half the size of an iPhone. You know, it was. Um, I I thought it was earbuds that you were charging. Yeah, that's or about yeah. a little bit bigger than an earbuds case. That's a good analogy, and that thing folds out and it's like a. Uh, Compared to a Japanese burner, about a third of the size, half the size. Once it pops open, you can put a whole pan on it, you know? Yeah. Um, that was a really good, that was a good deal. That's why I bought it. I think it was like 25 bucks. But those go up to like $200 for like the super titanium. They're even lighter, you know? So yeah, these backpack camper people, they get these crazy light stuff. It's really compact and it expands big and you can take a crowd train, no problem, you know? And yeah. have all that in there. And they really like pride themselves on the packing and how like, the minimum measuring, you know, all the ounces of everything. And so I, I think there that is that be, kind. Of, I mean, I like that. Yeah. Like, I like that idea. My buddy AJ, I think it's super he, cool. He's way more, yeah. more into that. Yeah. yeah. So, and and I and I, that you just hype up a mountain. I assume like that's that's more raw. You know, like yeah, those guys I think just pull over, find a spot, and they're not paying a lot of money, so they pay a lot for the gear up front. But I think uh, after that, you're literally just hiking and finding a spot. You know, so yeah. I've not tried that, and I, I, I got to get a while. It'll take me a while to get to that point, I think. Well, it's a little wild for me, too. I, I think it's cool, yeah. but I, I, I think, well, when we get more into camping, I'll talk a little bit about, like, yeah. why I like having some of the, the luxuries of home. Well, that's, yeah, the auto camping is going to be much more luxurious, right, and more on the side of, of glamping. So, yeah, maybe take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. And then we'll come back and talk about uh, the kind of detail of our two-day trip. Sounds good. Right. We are back, better than ever. To attack. Our long, yeah, that's right. So yeah, we had a two day trip, one night trip, which is pretty normal here. Yeah. And uh, one of the coolest things about the site was like, we're kind of off season a little bit early. It was late May and uh, there weren't a lot of people there. I no, it was super quiet. 50% full? Yeah. Um, well, we missed a couple of big holidays. Right. So Golden Week yes. was just a few weeks before, and I imagine that campground was packed during Golden Week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the cool thing about this campground was it's all on a hill, which yeah. I've never camped on a hill before. It was like a hill. Uh, downslope. In, yeah. But down- then within the downslope, there was like these cut-in 
groove. So every campsite, one would be high, one would be low. One's high, one's low. Yeah. So even though you might be near someone, you got like 10 feet of elevation up or down. Yeah. I've never seen anything I've never seen that either. That wasn't normal for Japan. Yeah. But it made it really cool. When I was imagining like you were were talking about like lakeside or seaside or whatever, like I was thinking like, oh, okay, this flat campground trees around it you know river or uh, um you know the sea running running right by it or that's right there that is normal that is yeah Yeah. but this was totally unique and super cool Mm -hmm. and um yeah it was just really nice to be on like a little your own little hill and it felt kind of like smurf like or something (laughs) i don't don't know how to it felt like you're in uh, yeah it was a really beautiful place too yeah kind of storybook kind of feeling i guess um it was a little wilder than i thought too like mm-hmm. our our campgrounds the spots the yeah. the lots that we had were backed up into actual woods yeah. like wood woods yeah and so um even during the first night there when i was sleeping i heard like you know some critters running around back mm-hmm. there and i was like wow this is pretty wild where we're at you know yeah. like i mean a lot of campgrounds that i'd go to back home you'd be like the tent and then you'd kind of be in a clearing for a little ways before it went into like the deep forest and yeah. stuff but no this stuff went this went right up to like that deep forest yeah, where we, we saw we backed into it where we some, were some creepy crawlies again i think that was pretty uh, special <laughs> for most places i've been in japan you know yeah a lot of places i stay I actually have friends that just leave the food out all night long they'll like have their uh, dinner table yeah and just leave like half drink wine there and they're like oh we'll clean up in the morning and yeah, I'm like, really? Raccoons aren't going to come or something? You know? Yeah. Ah, nah, tanuki? Nah. Yeah, because yeah, it's so city-like, right? But yeah, no no tanuki. But uh, this place felt like, yeah, I wouldn't want to leave food out at this place, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, see, so yeah, you had a lot of borrowed gear and stuff, right? Yeah. And did you feel it, it was comfortable or... Yeah, I mean, it was, it was roughing it for us, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have our... Our friend that we we went with, uh, we we went in the van with, we traveled with. They um, had this humongous tent, and they also had an inflatable mattress. And when we saw that, I was like, "Oh man, we're gonna have a hard time sleeping tonight." And well, I had an inflatable mattress too, but our friend's inflatable mattress was so thick; it was as thick as a bed bed back home. I've never seen an inflatable mattress that I'm, thick before. I was. It's probably too impressed. <laughs> two, two to three feet thick yeah mine was it was eight, inch, eight inches thick maybe yeah. yeah and um well my wife has some back back issues mm. you know and she's been struggling with some back pain recently and so uh you know we committed to <laughs> a camping trip so we we felt we had to go and we actually brought a um uh yoga mat mm. which i believe we left at your yeah, home still there, okay, yeah. still there. and um we forgot that. So um, we were kind of debating whether to sleep in the car with all this van. I'm telling you, it was crazy. Mm. It, all the seats folded down and it made like a flat. You could yeah. sleep in the in the yeah. van. When people do the auto camping, sometimes the going gets rough. Like, yeah. I see people sleeping in their cars. Yeah. yeah. So we tried that and I was like, no, this is going to be bad for your back. This It was, wasn't comfortable enough. Yeah. So I said, you're going to be better off sleeping on your back. And mm-hmm. and uh, and she agreed. And so we both agreed to, like, you know, just sleep in our tent. And uh, we slept on the floor. We brought a little, like, picnic mat mm-hmm. to kind of give us, like, a, a fake tatami kind of mat yeah. 
to give us a little bit of a, um, a buffer from like rocks and stones and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And you know, I did pretty well. I slept pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think I woke up like two or three times in the night when yeah. I heard like owls or did whatever. You, you have know. to go to the bathroom at all? No, no, I'm pretty good about that. Yeah. My bladders. Not, bl- you're not that old. My bladder's pretty old, good. Right? I, I'm old, but yeah. you know, my bladders together. You that's know? definitely a, the bathrooms here. I mean, I don't know what it's like anywhere, but you gotta walk at least four or five minutes, and it totally wakes you up. You're not at two a.m. Well, they have bathrooms, man. Where do I yeah, used to okay, camp? Yeah. There, we we, we, we brought a portal, or we brought a little portable like unfolding. This thing we had, man. When I, I don't know if this is like. A, new a, a thing yeah. or if this is like you know my family's thing yeah. we used to have this little portable toilet we call it the porter potty mm. and it, it was like this blue seated toilet that would fold out and it was kind of like a foldable chair that you take you know and yeah. it had a bags underneath <laughs> and that's where you use the toilet okay, you know yeah. and uh number two of course yeah, <laughs> you don't want to say, number go, one in there you go pee just go out yeah just go out anywhere there. right but um so it's nice that they have toilets yeah. So that's a part yeah. that doesn't uh, feel like rough it, you know. And yeah. they had this really great system where they would open the toilets uh, on Saturday, like halfway through Saturday, they unlocked the toilets. They had these shutters on the toilets, and then they brought them up, and they were really nice toilets inside, like yeah. the cleanest camping toilets I've ever seen. Yeah. Squat toilets. Those are pretty normal. Yeah. Normal for Japan. Well, by sh- the car, where we parked the cars, sh- there were toilets with Western toilets. Yeah. And showers, too. Yeah. You pay 100 yen for three minutes. Yeah. Something like that. Now, one of our friends, she, she took a shower, and she said that it, it didn't, the water didn't get warm for three minutes or something, so it cost her, like, <laughs> I think, they switched. 400 yen, yen or something before. Um, oh, they switched naked they walked out and switched to another to one, another one? Oh, really? that oh. shower is broken and it was but, oh okay yeah. okay yeah. so yeah there there are a few stories like that where not all the showers are functioning like mm-hmm. they should or they took a while to warm up i didn't take a shower it was yeah. overnight you know i was like i'll just shower at home yeah. i've used a ton of, it, you know? I've used a ton of the showers here they're great they're so clean so nice um they always have like shampoo there already too you don't need to bring your own oh really that's yeah. nice some yeah. of them have there's always like kitchen um we had uh, like running water and electricity at, at each site, um, so you wash your dishes there. But the places that don't have that kind of stuff, there's a communal sink area, and a lot of times they have uh, what's the wool, that metal wool stuff. What's brillo? Steel wool. Steel wool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brillo pads or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, it's a little gross maybe to use a communal one, so I still try to bring mine. But oh uh, yeah, they have uh, all those kind of amenities. So yeah, it's it, pretty nice, right? Yeah, it's really nice. I mean, once again, it's more like glamping or like in between glamping. You know, like I mean, I'm camping as a kid. We didn't yeah. have this stuff, so yeah. you know, everything you brought was what you had. And for me, it's a really um, good level of like, yeah, you're still out there, you're in nature, but they got the basic things to be comfortable enough, you know? Or yeah, e- even I'm at the point in my life now, or even with all those comforts, and I have the air mattress and stuff. It still sometimes feels like I need a vacation from the camping when I get back. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I go to work on Monday after camping, I'm always really, really tired. Sure, like, sure. If I just had one more day, you know. Yeah, well, I'd feel rested. I yeah. I mean, I I will say like you know if I have one crit- criticism, mm-hmm. it was just too short. You know, for mm-hmm. the amount of travel and stuff that yeah. we did. Like I wish I could have spent more time. I mm-hmm. mean, and it's a testament to the the beauty of that the northern Yogo area you know i mean i just thought that it would have been nice to spend another day yeah or um you know to lug all your stuff out there you know like mm. make the most of it right yeah. 
Well, that was with early check-in. Was it early check-in or late? Or just late checkout. Uh, oh, yeah, we had. So you yeah. can see why we always do, do late that checkout. Because the sure. normal times yeah. are like, you check in at 3 and you got to be out at 11 the next day. Something like, everyone's a little bit different. That's the basic. So yeah. you get there at 3. By the time you set up, right, even with the normal tent, it's at least going to be 4, 4.30. Then you got to get the fire going right away. That takes a while. Yeah. It's like, go, 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 go. Yeah. And you wake up the next morning. A lot of times, too, there's like a dew, right? Like a morning. Um, like a feed. Damp, damp, uh, uh, dampness on the tent. Oh, dude. This place, dude. Yeah, this place yeah. didn't have, like, the weather was in a way where that didn't happen. Yeah. But your stuff's all wet. And you got to yeah. pack it up wet. And it can get moldy. And, and stink and stuff. Right. Yeah, so, sure. um we we almost always do the, the late checkout and it's like five dollars more usually and you get to stay this one was to five o'clock right we left at three i, I thought it was three or four but we left at three wrong, but I, you could have that was rare usually i'll at least get you to two or three or something so maybe it's out of season you everything know? can dry off yeah but i recommend if you camp in japan always pay the late ask if they have like late stay it's always worth it it's really cheap sure yeah. sure i mean if we were to pack up about 11 it would have been cold and yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but this next yeah, one I'm yeah, going really, to, really. it's five dollars more each way, so it's ten dollars more. But we did early and late, so we can get there at eight a.m. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna wake up early and go. Yeah, and we can check out at like three or four or something. So yeah, we always do that because we feel the normal time is too short. So yeah. that, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, um, what about fire? I want to ask you about the fire. So yeah, I would say okay if I had a second criticism, yeah. and it's not much of a criticism because I still had a really good time. Uh, I am disappointed that there are no fire pits. Yeah. So when we first got there, well, yeah, yeah, so I was going to talk about that. So when we first got there, I was really excited because there was this massive, (laughs) like, communal fire pit in the middle of the campground, on the middle of that hill, the the decline. Diameter is probably, like, five feet. This thing was a monster. Monster, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, are we all going to, is, like, everybody going to come together and use Mm -hmm. that? And I thought that would have been really cool. I think they do. It's just, like, special events only. But when I, when we were at our campgrounds, I was like, well, where do we do a fire? Mm-hmm. And there was no place to do a fire. Yeah. And I think you talked about this a little bit in your um, the previous camping episode. I think you mentioned mm-hmm. that this is something. I'd, I'd heard about, about it. Yeah, it was yeah. just really different from back home. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about a, a little bit about how you start a fire in, yeah, I'm still in used, Japan? Because I'm still used to it. But yeah, you tell me where it's weird or, or different. But yeah. they're called takibi here and it's such a thing. It's okay, like, it's well, weird and different. Already it's weird and <laughs> different. <laughs> Just here in... Yeah, Takibi. Uh, but it's one of the first Japanese camping... Well, work, the fact that you need it is also weird and Yeah, so and that's, different. that's exactly what happened was like, I was getting ready to go camping and my friend's like, all right, first thing you need is Takibi. I'm like, what's Takibi? He's like, oh, it's like this like thing that holds the wood and the charcoal. I was like, oh, like a, like a grill? He's like, yeah. I was like, why do I need that? You got you gotta have it. I was so we were just talking around like I didn't get it that there weren't the what do you call it stones on the ground like Cir- the fire circle pits. pit yeah yeah, yeah. Fire there, pits. there's no pits because they they want to keep as much grass as they can here so the campsites are relatively small so if you had a big pit there you wouldn't have a lot of the grass I don't know if it's true or not this is or I've just been told like a big stereotype but they say like Japanese people really like the nature and the grass. Even so, a lot of the tents here, um, they don't have, like, an inner tent. So, like, in the tent, there's grass. There's bugs and everything. Yeah, right you there. put a cot. And then people yeah. do cots. Yeah. But you're, like, right above all that stuff. It's crazy. I don't... It's I, crazy. I, I can't get into that. Not for Apparently, it. the fire pit is a similar idea where you want to have as much grass there. 
and there's takiwis catch all the stuff so it's not supposed to get charcoal and stuff in the grass and burn up all the grass i don't know the whole thing maybe it's the cleanliness of japan right not leaving any kind of mess you know that that whole thing too yeah but yes everyone has these um the snow peak one is a really you know i'm a big snow peak fanboy but like they really when you think of takiwi you think of their model it's like an erector set and it folds up flat and you pop it open to like uh it's like this triangle structure that's very expensive though we didn't get that one we got like a knock kind of knockoff version and ours is like medium size even but it's pretty small right compared to like a big fire back home um but yeah you build this little erector set thing that holds the fire in it we always buy the wood from the places you know what do you do with the um like the ash and the the stuff yeah. in the middle so yeah actually because have, we didn't have to we, we left a little bit before you guys did right. so yeah you got to clean it up there's always these places um they're like these bricks uh area a bunch of parallel brick walls and a lot of people are in them it's, it's kind of a strange thing you see like all these people in these little brick walls and uh, you, you kind of like dump them out there and you can like clean, Oompa Loompa? Some, something like that. <laughs> okay. No, like, yeah, strange, there's like a yeah. little special area okay. and there's a lot. Sometimes it can house like 20 people, you know, cleaning out their fire pits at the same time. Yeah. You can dump like the ash there. Sometimes uh, near the garbage, there's like a special station. It's called Sumi. Coal, like coal burning Sumi. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but All the right. fire here definitely kind of has its own system. They're relatively small. Yeah, you can't do a big, like, campfire, which was, that was disappointing. Because I feel like... Well, we had a lot of people, we had, like, ten people with us. Yeah. And we were the only ones with the fire. Yeah. So, it's definitely more, like, you're two, three people. Yeah. I will say, when it's two, three of us, I've never really actually felt it was that small or anything. But the first, you know, when we had ten people on one fire, like, that size, I was like, oh, yeah. It was enough to still tell ghost stories. That's right. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not if, enough if to, it's cold yeah. it'd be hard to stay warm right sure because sure you'd have to be right up in in, in it you know? i mean again for two three people it's fine but sure. when you got 10 people and everyone can be surrounded by the campfire you yeah know? yeah everybody would need to bring one actually if so, i went camping again i'd make sure i have one too just to i actually tend to make the fire bigger than we did that day yeah um i kind of go above and beyond the like what you should do with the thing i have and i don't really care if the charcoal falls out you know, yeah sure. it falls out but I think it was the smoke was blowing in the direction where most of the people were that day, so we probably kept it maybe like a third less than we usually do. Yeah, um, I yeah. mean, some of the people around us had some big fires too. So you yeah. know, I mean, I think maybe having the tiered ground would have alleviated some of the the yeah. smoke going into people's yeah. faces. But and the, the thing, but no, that, it's, you got to be considerate. I was thinking more about our people with us. It was blowing yeah. in the way like where you guys were. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, that thing I have too. I mean, you can get double that size as well. So okay, um, what is it called again? Taki- Takibi, of course. Takibi, Takibi, Takibi. Yeah. But um, yeah, cool. So that's fire. I'm trying to think. Any, anything else? How was the food? Uh, the food was great. You know, I mean, we all brought food that we liked. So yeah. I think uh, we had some really good, yeah. good eats. You know, bringing um, some of our mocha pots. Mocha pots, right. mocha pots. Mo- I don't know mo- how to say mocha it. Pot, yeah. Mocha pot. Yeah, mocha. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, it's called. It makes really good espresso. Mm. So you know, we all had coffee together, mm. and that was really nice. Um, Our friends that came, people we met for the first time at Friends Now, they made uh, sweet and sour pork fried. They yeah, fry, yeah. Frying chicken. Korean. Korea, it was Korean sweet and sour yeah. pork. Yeah. And man, oh man, that took me back to living in Korea. In a major yeah, way. Yeah, it was really cool. I would, yeah. I looked over and said, what's she doing over there? And I couldn't believe she was frying. She had like the 
oil frying food while camping. You know, yeah. I was like, wow, that is that's some next level camp cooking. You know, <laughs> frying up chicken. Uh, I wanna I wanna throw this out here. Yeah. We didn't see anybody cooking curry. Of course. I know this is a stereo yeah. this is a Matt stereotype. Yeah, David can't. David makes fun of me all the time because he swears nobody eats curry Ten camping. Time. I look every time because it's a joke with us. I would have thought so too. It's the one food I would have named. Uh, this is but i've just not seen it in 10 times i'm just reporting what i see we have an instagram we have a twitter japan 2.0 spell out japan uh, japan spell, uh, spell out point is the point, yeah, point. Yeah. spell out point you can find us tag uh, us please tag us and please curry. tell us if you're you do curry any curry you pictures photo, of you doing curry for, while camping. for camping okay because here's why i that, need proof here's why it's a thing and that's not totally crazy is there are these restaurants here that are like camping restaurants where it's all set up and you got the camping chairs you're sitting in and the, the camping silverware and sports and stuff and those places always specialize in curry yeah so i think that's why we think it's a thing well just because david doesn't do curry <laughs> when not, he camps doesn't mean it's not I'm a thing out here spying yeah. on the other people because that's a big thing in japan is the people go all out with the camping so it's so awesome to see their gear and see their setups and steal ideas and especially if we got the snow peak stuff because everyone here has got the snow peak uh so you can see like the exact same gear and how you know how they're displaying it and stuff different from you um so i'm always eyeing that's like the biggest fun is go look at what other people are doing i've just never seen curry yeah so. i'm sure it's i'm sure it's out there the i've seen enough anime yeah with camping in it yeah. to see that they make curry there's you know? apparently a camping anime a lot of our listeners have told us about but i still haven't watched it yet and i don't remember the name Oh, we should watch it and do a do a uh, live uh, mystery like a follow theory. up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know about a live like <laughs> live watch, but like you know a review like okay. we've done in the past. Yeah. yeah. A review. That might be kind of cool. Yeah. Let's yeah. Do it. I have a Funimation account. I'll hook you up with All that. Right. The let's login. Do let's do it. Let's do it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Would you go camping again? Of course. Okay. Of course, I would. Um, I did realize, you know, on this camping trip that. You know, I'm not the best camper, mm. you know, like I do like the luxuries of, you know, my home and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and it would be, I mean, I have to tell this part of the story mm. is when I got home after I took a shower and I was watching the, the first couple of episodes of Kenobi, um, on do. Disney plus as, as you, you do, do yeah. you know, I noticed there was a, a small spot on my leg and I was like, Hmm, this is very interesting. Uh, how did I get a mole mm. here? I haven't been wearing mole. shorts, yeah. you know, uh, for forever. And in fact, camping, I was wearing jeans that the whole the time. Only, uh, I was the only, only one in only jeans. jeans yeah. Yeah. I was very comfortable for everyone's information, mm. just so you guys know. Until? And, and I realized that that was when I, I went into the, some really good lighting, there was a bit of a reflection on this mole. And I was like, Shiny mm, mole. this must not be a mole. And so I realized it's a tick. Mm. I was the only person on our trip, well, maybe the only person yeah. on our trip, bit by a tick. Yeah. And, uh, and I couldn't believe it because I was wearing pants the whole time. Right. And I was like, how in the world did I get a, a tick? Mm. The only time I rolled up my pants was when we went into the, I walked into the, um, the water. Mm. And... Um, uh, I was sitting on some rocks and I'm thinking maybe that's when the tick got me. Mm. I thought tick, ticks oh, yeah. were mostly dry. 
in brush but actually i don't know they might Mm. They might find like you know birds or yeah. you know aquatic critters that mm. come up on land and, and suck their blood too. I don't know um, that much about ticks, yeah. but uh, in fact, I don't know very much about ticks. I had to look at the Mayo Institute to find <laughs> out like how to remove a tick. Right? Did you put the lighter on it? I didn't. No, no. They say don't do that. They say don't do that. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> don't give bad advice, Dave. <laughs> my parents. I got a tick when I was like seven years old. Yeah. My parents did the lighter thing. Okay, yeah. Vivid memory. No, that was... And people Mentally say, scarred, yeah, the, not the, physically. The that. wrong things to do are lighters, Vaseline, like all those things that, that they were saying. Um, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take tweezers, go as close to the... Go scoop under their body mm-hmm. and over the top of their head okay. and try to pull them out. Uh, you know, not too slowly, but not too quickly, like a medium pull. Yeah. Like, a, like you're pulling out a hair. Okay. Okay. Did that work? And it worked, but then the head still stayed, you know, it's in your in, in it. Yeah. No, no, no. But they say that that's common. So you, then you just take the tweezers and you grab the head, uh-huh. and if you have like really good tweezers, you could pop it out. Uh-huh. And so I got all of it out. I've been following it. I've been checking You're not it. Feel limey. I don't limey feel like I have limes. disease. I shaved the area like just so I could keep track mm-hmm. of like where where it is. I'm looking at it now. It's a little, it's a little red, but it's not. There's no rash or Let's anything. Take a look. At this. Yeah, this is a right live, here. live right podcast. Oh, there's two little bumps. There. Yeah, that's yeah. just my hair. I oh, have okay. a lot of ingrown hairs. <laughs> I look, ah, looks normal. Yeah, it looks okay. You're doing all right. So, um, they watch say out to for ticks and hey, they say to watch it for like 30 days to be safe. They said in about 10 days you you'll start to see the bullseye if it is Lyme's disease. Yeah. So I think I'm. I think I'm probably all right with that, but well, uh, my wife got a nasty bite. Too. Yes, she, she went to the doctor on Tuesday. That's so why I said I might not have been the only one. There's something about that place that uh, did it because again, ten times in, we never ever got bitten by a bug. Yeah, another person in our our crew got bit by a centipede. Did you know that? I heard. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah that place was wild. I guess there were a lot More of insects. There were a lot of insects. A lot of birds. There were like these. Uh, I think they're the Kanzai kites. Not kites like, you know, the the kites like the bird. Like a hawk. Well, it's like a hawk, yeah. Oh, yeah, those, and, I forgot, yeah. Yeah, and those were swooping down that first those day. Were they were very present. They yeah. were coming really close to our camp campsite. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was really cool to see. It was really cool to see the wildlife and, and just to kind of be out there in the wild. Yeah, it was wild. Nature's wild. That's what Nature I like to say. Nature is wild, yeah. Um, anyway, on that note, I think we covered most of it, right? Yeah, I guess uh, we'll have to save glamping for another time then. I mean, the glamping's not even worth mentioning in the camp. It's just like a really episode. nice hotel. It was like an incredible hotel with Mount Fuji in the background. They did have a blanket made out of like rabbit pelts or something. Yeah, that was like <laughs> yeah, that was wild. the most luxurious, expensive hotel experience of my life. It, right, we'll talk it, about this at another camp. time. Well, one day I'll get to glamping because that actually that sounds like more of my cup of tea. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I don't want to spend that amount of money. Here's here's the thing: is like, our setup's fairly close to glamping, and you just pay what you'd pay for like one night glamping here, which is like four hundred dollars. Yeah, and then you keep the stuff forever, and then you don't get the full on comfort yeah. perhaps, but you get like fifty percent, and then you own it, and you can keep going. That's that, true. That was our model. Yeah, yeah. Money yeah. on the tent and stuff. So I I guess um. I guess one of the reasons why I think like the backpack camping is so much more appealing mm. is just because our home is a lot smaller than right, your place, right, right. you know, and you have more room to like for storage and yeah. stuff. So, um, you know, the night, I guess the moral of the story is there's a camping solution for 
whoever you are and whatever your situation is here in get Japan. Get on the camp train. Yeah. The corona camp boom. If get on read, the... If you, if you read Google reviews here, there's a lot of like, people talking about... They call it in Japanese, the corona camp boom. Yeah. And uh, they're complaining about it usually, actually, because things are more crowded and more mm. expensive than they used to be. And the corona camp boomers don't have uh, manners. Or uh, things like that. So they I see. Learn some manners is what... Go read some Google reviews in Japan, no matter what you do. There's a nice translate button in there if you don't speak Japanese. And uh, Japanese reviews are very critical. I was looking at one today. We're getting on a small tangent here. But I was looking at one today. Of a Do they have a photo of us? <laughs> <laughs> it was a skateboard shop, actually, uh, in the Umeda area. I was looking up, and the reviews are so bad. And I was like, well, I don't understand why. This place looks great. Let me read them. All the reviews are about the like the parking that... The customers do in front of the place so it's like local residents ah complaining the people about, who yeah. come here need to learn how to park their cars and this and mm. that and there's a university near my house where um, the university's got like one star and it's all because a bus stop nearby at the university that the students are like uh, putting on makeup and stuff so that anyway uh, a- people, a- aging japan can be cur- curmudgeony at times that's right I'll tell you what but if someone's got you know like three and a half stars out of five in Japan is doing really well because uh, there are no like five stars out of five in Japan. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Transition. You can uh, rate our podcast five stars out of five stars. Spotify has a uh, podcast review service finally now. Oh, great. I can't remember what the max score is. Maybe five stars. You don't need to write anything. No, there, there, Spotify. there isn't a writing. I yeah. wish there was, but there's not. Yeah. yeah. And I think we have five stars, so keep giving us those five stars. That's nice. It's a lot nicer yeah. than you iTunes people, I'll tell you what. Oh, we should have said this at the beginning, but apparently our podcast has a massive technical uh, difficulty going on. Hopefully yeah. it'll be gone by the time this comes out, but it might not because Matt and I aren't the best uh, technical. Yeah, there's some um, some people have uh, reached out and told us that they keep getting an error that say, or the, the message that says... Um, the podcast isn't available yeah. at this time. Well, we're getting the air too, so yeah, it, yeah. it's very true. Yeah. I, I've gotten the air, but I've also gotten some of our podcasts to work again. Yeah. So uh, we think it has to do with our host uh, at, at our blog. Yeah, Unfortunately, um, everything we do is free. <laughs> we have like a very uh, <laughs> yes. workaround system hey, to make it all free. We so. do it free to keep it free for you, you know? No if, ads. Uh, no ads, no Patreon, you know? We just, wanna, we just want... Uh, <laughs> We just want to have fun. Have fun Boys and just talk about like the, the things that we love, you know? Um, so sorry about that, but we'll get on it. But yeah. not as fast maybe as other podcasters. Because yeah. we don't pay any kind of server fees or anything like that. So, Well, this podcast if might you come know, out three, three months from now. <laughs> if so. you know anything about podcasting and WordPress and archive.org, which is what we use, please let us know. Please help us out. Yeah, yeah. If, you have, cool. uh, if you're a podcast master, let us know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, you have a camping podcast song? Uh, I don't know of any outdoor songs. I have, I have ones about camping, but I've played them before. Is that... It's been a long time. Um, yeah, I mean... There's an album called Kuchu Camp. I don't know what Kuchu means. Okay. But I'm assuming maybe it's like a place for camping. I feel um, like Rip Slime would be another group that has like a camping song or, yeah. or, or something like that. Well, maybe. we would play some Rip Slime. Can never get enough rip slime. Uh, I'll play. Uh, let's go with one of your camping right. ones. Kuchu yeah. Camp's the famous uh, album okay. uh, by like, some of the Fishmans. Okay, guys. yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're very camp you know, vibes, right? Hippie kind of vibes, nature awesome. vibes. That's perfect, so yeah. I'll uh, play something off of that. Maybe Night Timing. It's a very famous song. 
I'll go either night timing or surprise you with one. Okay, sounds great. Anyway, look to our liner notes on our website. Uh, if you are, do you like the song? You'll find the exact name. Yeah. I wonder if, like, playing the music is one of the things that's, you know, things giving, our giving our iTunes a hard time. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe we won't play the full version anymore. But if you like Spotify, our podcast does work on Spotify. Does, all all the does. other ones is All the on. other podcast services, it seems to be working, so... From what I hear, really, yeah, people is. I think um, not the, working. The pod, there's like a couple of is like working. Weird, or is the not. ones that have the weird names, the, the, you, you know, like pod, pod base, pod or bean. That's yeah, my favorite. All the other ones, those yeah. work or they don't work. I hear they're working. Yeah, oh, okay, but I don't know. We'll all have right. to try. Them. Let us let us know. Yeah. All right. Until so, next time. Do, happy do, camping. Do do. <laughs>